Cool. Well, that's that's basically the Royal Seal of approval for to do absolutely fucking garbage this week because you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and the lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. So, game week 14 rolls round. I'll uh, introduce myself because I know I haven't done that recently. It's uh, Ben from the Mavericks and today we have Charlie Townsend. How are you, big man? Mate, hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, all good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, great to have you on. Um, for the listeners that don't know Charlie, absolutely huge Liverpool fan, so we're definitely going to pick his brain on everything. <laughs> cop, cop side, and, and obviously see how he thinks Liverpool are going this season. But everyone, thank you so much for continuing to listen. Last week, huge week from, from Cam, and even myself, to be fair, on the Maverick front. So just just to review what we'll go over today, um, review the game week quick, quickly last week. We'll have a little look at the Twitter league and then we'll jump straight into the Mavericks and finish with a bargain bucket and a Maverick cap. How does that sound, Charlie? Yeah, mate, all good. Let's get going. Perfect. Well, last week, crazy week. The two big boys in Chelsea and Man United um, drawing. A couple of rogue results with Leeds somehow managing to grab a point against Brighton. Uh, I don't know if many people actually saw that game, but Leeds got absolutely battered um, and, and hung on for dear life. Just trying to think if there's any other results out of the woodwork, chat off the top of my head. Um, no, I think it was all pretty uh, pretty predictable after that. Yeah, I think Brighton was probably the one, wasn't it? Going away to Brighton's a hard game. I haven't watched the mini match. All I watched the highlights, and it looked like you boys got absolutely sorted. So <laughs> I think it's a pretty good result. But no, I think they're all yeah, pretty normal results, really. Yeah, Leicester did did a job on Watford and looked like they're back to how we know they can play. I um, suppose Villa going away to Palace is quite a good result because Palace are pretty doing pretty well this year, and obviously Stevie G's brand new to the job, isn't he? So them going away to Palace and getting a win was quite a good result. Yeah, how do you feel about Stevie G? Man, I'm not going to lie, I, saw, I've re- I've, was really worried for him. I thought he was going to struggle big time. Just because I thought the, like, the difference in the Premier League to the Scottish Prem is massive, isn't it? Like, yeah. so, But no, he's obviously taken it by storm and he? he's been doing really well. They look good. It'll be a big test this next game. They've got City at home the next fixture, so we'll have to see how he fetches with that. But yeah, they look good. Yeah, very true, mate. I think he's starting to show his, his leadership qualities and everything that's been said about him in the press is kind of coming true in the new manager bounce, but we'll see if he'll sustain it, like you say. Um, yeah. So running over last week's results, Cam the man with a huge 16 points. He had Saka with an eight-point um, goal and bonus points. He somehow managed to, to tell the future and predict that Jorginho would put a penalty in his hop, skip and a jump, um, even <laughs> if Jorginho did give away the... Uh, the goal for Man United, which I'm absolutely salty about, salty about because Jorginho did get eight points. So that gave him 16. I had Gundogan, who um, tucked away one in the box and then did get a slightly lucky assist 
um, with a flick off his toe. So he got 13. And then Big Ben Teke did absolutely nothing after I was giving him all that praise. Two points. So that's 3-0 to the guest, Chaz. No pressure. Oh, I'll say I can see it, see it crumbling from now on. I don't want to let the boys down. But yeah, Cammy came up with a goose big time. But the yeah. worst thing is, I just, I've just been with him now. And he, uh, he didn't put any money on Jorginho to score any time. I reckon he would have got all right odds. Oh, I can't believe it. He said he was going to put a tenner on, didn't he? Bottled it. Absolutely bottled it. But yeah, no, the boys have been doing well for the guests. So hopefully I can continue and just keep you losing, mate. It's what we all want, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't, though. Not me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no. But yeah, look forward to it. Cool. Well, look, we'll just briefly go over um, the Twitter league quickly. So Vaz has stormed to the top of the league on 911. Vaz, let us know. Give us a tweet on, on how high you are up in the world because you should be very, very high. Um, we've got Peter Steinforth in second and then Simon Kaplan in third, so all really high scores. Um, and then some honourable mentions to the big man, Luke Mitchell, who's had a good week. Um, how did your week go, Chaz? Yeah, I did all right. I've got 53 points, so just above average. Um Vardy was due some points. He'd been shocking for for weeks on weeks, and he came obviously two goals. And obviously Salah, Trent, Allison, all doing the job for me. But apart from that, mate, it was pretty pretty plain from the other other boys. Mm. Um, you're, you're having a pretty good season, though, Chaz. You're, you're you're quite high up in the Mavericks lead, at least top top fifteen. Yeah, I was I was doing well at the start. I'm, I'm, this is like the longest I've ever gone on fantasy where I've actually stuck with it because I'm normally. So bad at the start, sort of just give up by Christmas. But I've been actually enjoying it this year. Um, got off to a good start and faded off a little bit in the middle. But now, yeah, started to get a few good weeks back. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's been done all right, mate. I just yeah. want to be calm. I think everyone wants to be calm. So, yeah, well, catch up. Mystic Meg over there, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in 17th, mate, and top 20 in that Maverick League is no mean feat because... Yeah, that number one spot in Vaz there, 9-11 is great. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll jump straight into the Mavericks. I'll just quickly give a Maverick definition, which is an under 10% owned differential pick where you've got to have the absolute cojones to bring him into your team and they'll basically boom you or bust you, um, which I have seen uh, this season. So... We're going to be giving our recommendations for this game week in game week 14, which has flown round the corner. And with you being the guest, mate, you, you want to go first? Yeah, mate, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'd be too happy with my first one, Brookie. I'm not going to lie. I've, um, I wouldn't say he's a typical mouth, but he, uh, he sort of plays by the rules, so I picked him. Um, I've gone for my main man, Sadio Mane. You are. <laughs> he's, he's only 5%. Um, so I thought oh, I'd be rude not to. Wow. The boys are going away, going away to the uh, to the other side of the park and they're going to Everton, who haven't won, by the way, since the 26th of September, which was against Norwich as well. So they've not won in two months. So I feel like they're there for taking massively. Um, Liverpool up front three are on absolute flames at the moment. Can't stop scoring. Um, but yeah, I know he's, he's a he's a big big player. I know, but he, he's under the ten percent. So I wanted to just get him in. Yeah, so this this is really putting it in the uh, the guest favour again. I feel. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've gone with him. 
So in terms of uh, Liverpool, mate, because I don't think we actually need to go too much into, into Mane as a player. Um, no. I think he's in that front three and anyone in that Liverpool front three is just going to score points, basically. Um, yeah. And he's definitely a maverick pick because everybody is going to be going Salah, Jota and Trent Alexander-Arnold. For the, people, for the people out there that haven't got that third Liverpool player um, and do have the money for Mane, why Mane? And also, do you think some of the Liverpool front three, including Salah, are going to get rested this week? Um, I don't think they'll get rested enough. I, I think it'll be them three to start against Everton, 100%. Um I mean, it's, it could be any, like any three of them could be scoring. You just never know who it's going to be, who's going to pop up. Like we've got no Champions League game, have we? So it's like a third Wednesday night game under the lights. Um, I just think like, at the moment the system they've got of the overlapping fullbacks, drilling it across the box, whoever could be on the end of it, you never know, sort of thing. Um, and I just think we're going to be way too much to handle for Everton. Obviously, it's a big risk, like taking out Trent, Jota, or Salah because they're all bang on form. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I just think Mane sometimes he does have like a, a couple of goals in him. Um, he's uh, he's there's been a few games against Everton. Like he scored the uh, last minute winner a few years back. And he normally tears them apart. So it's a risk taking out one of the main boys. But you know anyone could turn up at front three. Yeah, mate, I, I totally agree. Um, I think the only um, attraction with Jota is he's seven point seven and, and Mane's twelve. So. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose if you've got that money lying around, like why not go Mane? Because Salah's mm. kind of—I know it sounds ridiculous to say this, but he has kind of gone off the ball a little bit. I know he did get an assist, but he's not—he doesn't look like he's going to score hat tricks again, does he? Or does he? In your opinion, you watch? No, I, I know exactly what you mean. He—he he, um, he definitely doesn't have that like liveliness. Well, he does have that liveliness, but he um, the games against sort of City where he was dribbling past three or four players, Watford again doing the same thing the next week. He, I think he's sort of yeah. That's uh, that's gone a bit missing the last few weeks, but he's always in and around the box, and he's so quick, so direct. Um, but it's the same as Mane. Like I think if Mane goes on a little run of scoring one or two a game just for a, a couple of weeks, it'll be right up behind Salah for the top goal scorer this year. No, I agree. So while while we're on Liverpool, and this will be the last thing I'll ask on them, with sort of Mane coming up towards 29-30, and I think Salah's similar. Do you think Klopp has got a plan B? Is he going to bring through the players to start replacing these guys when they get a little bit older? And who would you like to see brought in in the next couple of transfer windows? Um, I don't think it's too much worry at the moment in terms of them getting a bit older. I I do think Salah and Mane will be going for at at least two to three more years because they're just in ridiculous shape, like... Mm. Like crazy, they're never injured. Like I mean, well, Mane had a bit of a problem, but Salah's hardly ever injured. Like he's been so consistent for like four years for us now. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't. I don't think that'll be taken into consideration yet. But in terms of like bring bringing players in, I think Jota was an absolutely like bang on transfer. Very versatile, quick, lively. I think he's only 24, 25 Jota. Um, so he's definitely got a few years behind him. Um, but I think it would be just like very sort of like replica players of Salah and Mane. Uh, quick, like play on their weaker side so they can cut in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he'd go for, really. There's so many players floating about, but I still think he'd have the same system for as long as he's at Liverpool. So it would be the nippy wingers he'd go after. 
Yeah, and there's no one in particular that you'd like to see that would fit that that front three mould off the top of your head. Not off the top of my head. I'll have to come back to you on that one. Um, other think as podcast goes on, but yeah, no, I think we'll be. I think there'll be uh, sort of scoring goals, assisting for the next two years, definitely. Cool. Well, lovely first pick, mate. I uh, I like how you've bent the rules to get an absolute baller in, but um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like he'll uh, he'll definitely fire this weekend against uh sorry this um midweek um because they are just shocking Everton I just have to say for all you Everton fans they are so bad this year so um I think he'll I think he'll definitely come with up to goods yeah hopefully Decore comes back from soon otherwise they could be fodder couldn't they Mate, the fact they haven't won since the end of September I think that's just ridiculous yeah mm. cool mate well good pick we'll uh dive straight into mine this guy, I couldn't believe it when I seen it, and it does seem a bit knee-jerky on my behalf, but he did score um, in the Europa League um, previous to scoring at the weekend. He's 4.2% owned, 6.6 million, and he's a Leicester player in James Madison, who, to be fair, is the most frustrating fantasy asset to own of all time, almost. Like... He takes free kicks, he's meant to be attacking, he's in the final third, but can just never seem to get any consistency. What do you reckon, How? What do you make of uh, James Madison so far this season, mate? Yeah, he's been missing, hasn't he? He's been very quiet. Um, but then again, like he, like you say, he's frustrating. He'll come up with two assists just like that, uh, sort of a, uh, against the, what was it, Watford on the weekend, wasn't it? Um, yeah. He can just pop up like there's there's such a good side left to it. They've been a bit weird themselves like as a team. They've not been themselves at all this year. But yeah, that's, that's a good pick, mate. Who have they got? Southampton away as well. Yeah, so I really feel like Vardy. I hope you've you've held held kept hold of Vardy, haven't you? Yeah, so yeah, I think I was probably going to be one of my last couple of weeks of him, but he did come through this weekend, so he's uh, he'll be safe for a bit. Yeah, I feel like. Southampton, it's a bit weird one because Southampton won't change their style. They won't be scared of Leicester. And I think they will go at them at home. Um, but but Leicester are, I think, are a really good passing team on their day. And I feel like they've just got a little bit of momentum. Uh, mm. That was a really gritty win for them. Barnes played really well as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, when the but- snow started coming down, I thought... Like you've got to really dig in, haven't you, to get a result? Like Watford are a physical side, so yeah, no, I think that's a good result, to be honest. Yeah, and then the likes of um, Leicester's defenders. So obviously, if Vestergaard starts, or even um, Indeedy um, and Soyuncu, Soyuncu in the back in the box, um, that's going to be absolutely prime assist target for Madison, who's going to be whipping balls in Southampton off the top of the head. Don't actually have much height at all, do they? In, uh, in their Southampton. Oh, mate, I'm, yeah, you've been best asking Cammy last week. I'm not too sure, but no, yeah, I think uh, I think you'd be right. Vestergaard, he's taller than everyone anyway, isn't he? So he'd be towering above people. Yeah. So I really think Southampton are a little bit prone to set pieces, like Leeds, who are absolutely shocking at defending set pieces. So yeah, with Madison whipping them balls in, he's. Uh, He's my pick this week. He got two assists and a goal last week. His uh, shot per 90 at the moment is 2.26. So he's having a lot of shots. Mm. Um, 
his goal FPL goal involvement is 0.33%. So, you know, every, you know, one in three, he's coming up in some form um, in, in the, the goals. Um, in the yeah. Uh, no, no. So I think he's a very good pick. Really, like I think he's a he's a bit of a flair player. Any Madison, like when he's on fire, he's on fire, and you can't stop him. He, he's scoring all sorts of goals. He sort of breaks into the box. He can score set pieces. I think when Vardy's on fire as well, it's obviously like very easy to complement each other. Vardy's sort of such a last minute, def- no last defender, sort of forward and he like playing on the shoulder and stuff. Mm. So if they're them two going into that game after the weekend, they've had up. Yeah, I reckon they'd be good to have. Yeah, I think Leicester's form has definitely taken a turn since the um, speculation alongside Brendan Rodgers has dropped off. Do you think, what do you make of Brendan Rodgers, mate? Is he cut out for a, for another top job again? I know he's at Liverpool for a bit. Um, or do you think Leicester's his level and, and he's going to be able to take them that extra step into Champions League eventually? Because they were close last year. Yeah, no, they've been good for a few years now, haven't they, with him? Um, so ever since he's come from Celtic, like he's such a good manager. I think he's very underrated. Still quite young, isn't he, as well? Um, obviously, when he smashed it in the Scottish League, got the bigger job at Leicester. Um, but he did, like, he did so well at Liverpool with what he had, like nearly taking us to our first title and stuff. I don't know how he would have done at United, I think. Because, I, I don't know, United seem so impatient, don't they, with managers? I think he would have been a bit of a lengthier sort of contract and you give him time. But I think Leicester's probably the perfect level, like Leicester, West Ham sort of level. Mm. And do you think their squad can take the, the Europa League as well and they can go far in that tournament or do you think they're going to focus on on trying to get as far up the league as they can? Oh, I reckon they're all eyes on the Europa League, I reckon. I think yeah. the same for West Ham talking about them just now, actually. I think they'll be the same. You'd probably be West Ham a bit more, probably challenging for top four. Mm. Um but yeah, I think them two will be really gunning for the Europa League. That'll be such a big thing for them both, won't it? Like going far in that competition for the fans as well. And um, yeah, I think Leicester and West Ham both have a really good chance at that competition. Yeah, fair play. Mate. They should do with the money in the Premier League. Cool. Mm. Go on then. Second pick for Chad. Give you a second man. Funnily enough, I've gone for a similar player for the same team. Um, I've gone for Harvey Barnes. Um, yeah, but I just. <laughs> he's done yeah. me he did me over early season mate who Barnes alright yeah, oh, right. yeah I, it was a bit of a risk because I do think Madison and Vardy are the main men aren't they Barnes can be a bit hit and miss but he's only 2.6 owned at 6.5 mil um, obviously got like we've spoke about it just now but Southampton away got an assist versus Watford like he's always looking lively very direct and he's like an old fashioned winger gets yeah. his head down gets to the byline um, I reckon he could get on the end of things as well in, in the box. Um, and I was speaking to Cam then because he's a big Saints fan. Um, and he mentioned that Livermento's obviously he's very attacking and he finds himself quite high up the pitch. And Barnes is lightning. So if he was to be caught out split second, I think Barnes would be in hmm. or, well, getting somewhere anyway. So, yeah, I've gone for him. Him, mate, it's my second one. Yeah, mate. Um, big fan of it. Actually saying that, going off of them, um, like sort of players I wouldn't mind at Liverpool, I, I about a year ago when he broke through, I really liked him. He's obviously dropped off the last sort of six, seven months, but I wouldn't mind him if he started really picking it up in the league. He'd be a good replacement for one of the wingers. Just so direct, quick, good on the ball, left foot, right foot. So I'd like him actually. He'd be quite yeah, good. Mate. 
I think he he really is good on the the counter attack as well. Like he's he'll press, but he's also and he'll work hard. But he's also lightning on the break. Um, yeah. So to, it really would suit um, Liverpool's style, and I can really understand why you picked him. Um, I think you know he's still really young. He's twenty three years old. Yeah, so young. Um, he's so raw. I think as well. Some of the goals he scores, he just swings a boot at it, and it's so like well hit. I just think he's so like natural on the ball and stuff. He'd be brilliant. So I think if he does turn up against Southampton, he'll be tearing them apart. So yeah, and I think yeah, this, I, for a second. I like it, mate, because this is one of them Mavericks that you kind of above, above, like in front of the curve. You picked him at, at obviously six point five, so he's really accessible for all the players listening on this game. Um, yeah, he hasn't scored loads of points, but he scored banging goals like that goal he scored against Leeds. I know to mention it, but cut in and off the wing, smashed it in the top corner. I really think with this run, and I think fixtures as well, looking at, at Leicester's fixtures, he's going to score fantasy points, mate. Just off the topic a little bit, who when, you, when you're looking at fantasy football, now you're a little bit more engaged and you're doing well. Um, yeah. Do you look at the player or do you look at the fixtures? Oh, a bit of both, I think. Like, you look at your... Fi- I probably think look at the fixtures first. Um and then sort of just have a butchers at like who's playing well and and sort of like how they're playing. You can you can tell in mini matches quite easily if they're on form or not, can't you? Like getting their head down, running at people or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like fixtures more. But this yeah. week's hard, mate. I thought I was looking at the fit like players to pick for this math picks, and the fixtures aren't great this week at all. There's a lot of really tricky fixtures for a lot of teams. Mm. Um, but yeah, beyond um, beyond this week. I think Leicester have got, who is it, Southampton away, Villa away, and then Newcastle at home. So that's three weeks, all winnable fixtures. So, yeah, I think the Leicester boys might be the ones to go for. Yeah, mate, I like it. I think I agree. Um, his Harvey Barnes' XG is 0.18. He hasn't got a huge uh, XA either, but just from watching a player in form, I think he's going to get some points. So definitely look at him. Um, at 6.5 great pick mate yeah I, I can see him creeping up the table Leicester I, I'd like to see him I like Leicester a lot the way they play and the players they've got so I reckon they'll be creeping up there around Christmas top 6 top 7 cool well that's that's basically the Royal Seal of appro- approval for, for Leicester to do absolutely fucking garbage this week because you <laughs> <laughs> what, none of them get any points absolutely blank <laughs> Southampton 1-0 <laughs> you pick Barnes I've got Madison um, yeah in a Mavoff, so this could be the decider. Yes. Maverick pick. I've gone a little bit outside the, the grain, but he's with one of the best team in the league, in my opinion, so it's not that bad. He's 0.4% owned, and he's 7.3, Chaz. Can you have a guess who I've picked? Havertz? Close, but no, definitely not Havertz. Yes, Ziyech. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Good choice, think, mate. Absolute baller. Yeah, and I think he's really starting to get the hang of the Chelsea in Tuchel way. Um, he showed glimpses of absolute class. Um, dazzling feet, loves to cut in and shoot. He's, he's a classic greedy bastard um, that you want in a fantasy um, football sense. You want him to be getting into the box. You want him to be taking um, people on in the box, assisting, crossing. Um, he's on set pieces. He just looks an absolute handful all of a sudden and someone that's getting played and getting trust from um, 
Tuchel. So I'm happy with that. 7.3 um, on yeah. the, the money point. Shots per 90 at 2.36. Uh, expected goals of 90, uh, uh, X, XG at 90 minutes at 0.44 and XA, which is um, potential assists of 0.36. So I know he's only played a small amount of games, but you can see that the eye, eye test is starting to link up with the data. Um, yeah. So for the people that when you look at a fantasy asset, if you look at the data and the match in your eye, then go for it, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and with Mark, mate, go on. Sorry, I was to say he reminds me a lot of Mares in terms of how like his style of play. He's a very like not I don't know how to describe it like a lazy looking winger in terms of he'll be on the ball and he's so slow with sort of going up to a defender and facing him one on one, but then he's got the quickest of feet or like a drop of the shoulder to sell him to go back into his left or his right. He's so dangerous, and I think that's really hard to defend against because with like Salah, Mane whoever else it would be, they're so fast and probably haven't got that laziness in them, sort mm. of like twinkle toe and sort of face the defender up. They're so round like the uh, round of defender to the byline. Mm. I think with Ziyech and Mares, they're so, yeah, like slow build up and then one quick turn and then they're in. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like Ziyech being a good player. And I think he's, he look, he's really unpredictable even you're watching him. You, you kind of like Mares again, like, I know he's on his left foot, but then he'll just do something outrageous and absolutely skin him. You just don't know where he's going to go. Yeah, uh, definitely hard to defend against because you can't dive in, can you? Because one touch and he'll be down in the box or whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, good pick, mate. Very good pick. He's on set pieces. away as well. Yeah, he's on, he's on set pieces um, with Alonso. Now Chilwell's out, uh, him and James. So they're the three that I think will be delivering in. He probably won't be on the set pieces as much as James and Alonso if Alonso plays. But there's that potential of an assist um, of, of a set piece. And as you say, Watford, um, although they have a little bit had a little bit of a renaissance, um, I think a Chelsea player at 7.3 is a really mm. good shout. Even for a couple of weeks, just stick him in and see what he does. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. The only thing with Tuchel, he's very, um, he changes the team around a lot, doesn't he? You never know who he's going to face. I think Pulisic is fitting in and he can always come into the side. hudson Adoy plays. I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but they've got so many creative midfielders. That's that's the only risk, I think. Mm, there is a little risk, risk of rotation and maybe that's why he's 0.4% owned. Um, yeah. Potentially. But Chelsea yeah, Watford mate. away, I definitely think is a good, good fixture for them. And Chelsea, mate, like in terms of a, a rival for Liverpool... Are they the main men or is it City? Um, I'd, I'd probably say Chelsea are the, obviously the ones to catch. And I think they'll maintain the ridiculous form they've had at the start throughout the whole year. I always think City have just got it in them to go really quietly about their business, to pick up three points every week and sort of no one really notice them until it comes to the last end of the year, um, last month of the year. Um, but it's, yeah, it's Chelsea are the real deal, don't they? Even in the Champions League, they're just getting results. Um, I think they're probably less pronounced to a stupid result like Liverpool are as well, which has been the killer for us for many years now. Like a Brentford away where we drew three all, stupid results like that. Um, Brian at home, games that you should be winning. I know they lost to Burnley, but I I think that's a bit of a rarity with them. Um, So yeah, I'd probably say them and yeah, City obviously. I think it'll be us three. I don't think anyone else will be coming up trumps this year. No, I I totally agree. Um, 
but it'll all come down to this Christmas run. And I think the fact yeah. you guys just seem to have so much depth in all the key positions, I think will put you in really good stead to, to give this a real go. Um, I literally... It's the AFCON, mate. That's the one. Getting rid of Martin and Salah. That's going to be... And, like, uh, Matip as well, if it's a Cameroon playing. I don't know if he will go, but... Um, yeah, a bit worrying. Cater if he's fit, so that'll be one. So who? So yeah, that that's true. Actually, I didn't. I actually forgot about the Afcon. Who comes yeah. in them positions? Minamino and Origi. Oh, how pony is that? <laughs> the biggest downgrade you've ever heard. Going from Salah and Mane to Minamino and Origi, like, um, yeah, it would be. I think unless you go and sign someone, you've obviously got Firmino and Jota still there. Yeah. Um, I've seen like maybe Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. If they get back fit, you could put Harvey Elliott on the wing. Definitely, he's so versatile as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. But same with like um, Chelsea. Like they, who have they got? They've got. Um, I think right. Ziyech. Would he go to the Afcon? Yeah, Ziyech well. would. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think they've got the best depth. City and Chelsea better than us, definitely. So that will, that's what it will come down to. I think any injuries will be in panic stations again, like last year. To be fair, mate, a, a front three of Firmino, Jota, and uh, Minamino isn't bad. Like that would be pretty much every other side, but Chelsea and City. So yeah, I haven't even looked at what fixtures we have. The period they're away for the boys that are going to the Afcon. Um, you'd like to, well, you'd hope they'd be a bit easier than City or Chelsea, sort of thing. Um, but I just, I just think that like how good our defense is this year compared to last year. That's what will be winning us games as well. Like having Virgil back and Trent like actually smashing it week in week out. So yeah, we'll see, mate. Very interesting. Cool. Well, we'll jump. We'll stay on Chelsea just because bargain bucket for me this week is not is five percent owned. Um, he's four point eight million. And he's an entry into the Chelsea backline, who, as we said, are Watford away, so we won't go on, on that too much. Um, but can you have a little guess who, who it is, Chaz, just off them stats? Uh, I wouldn't even know, mate. Wouldn't even know. Trevor Chalaber. Oh, OK. Mate, he's been, he's been brilliant this year. Yeah, I, I really rate him um, as a player. He looks solid. Um, I think the main thing is that Tuchel actually really trusts him. He's played in a couple of big Champions League games and he played yeah. at Man United. So um, if you're really wanting to get some clean sheets um, from the Chelsea machine and you can't afford an Alonso or a Rudiger, I really think this is a viable option to get him in your team at 4.8 because um, we're really going to need cover through this, this period. Um, the games are coming in thick and fast and, you know, I think he's just, I think I'll bring him in next week if he plays again because he's so young, he's solid. And and even if he doesn't play every week, a 4.8 value. Yeah, it's tough on your bench. Like, how good is that to have on your bench there? And like you say, you, you're almost guaranteed clean sheets, Chelsea. I, I saw a ridiculous stat. I can't remember the numbers, but the, the amount of games they've played to clean sheets is ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Um. They're so well-oiled, aren't they? And he's brilliant too, so yeah, that's a great little shout. Cheers, mate. Well, we'll round it off then. Mav Cap for the game week of 14. Who have you gone for? Uh, I've gone for a bit of a weird one, really, because obviously they've not been doing great this year. Um, 
But for value for money as well, and for the fixture they've got, I've gone for uh, Timu Puki. Oh, um, yeah. So I thought I'd go a bit more rogue than the book from the Mavs. You know, just have to give you a chance, Brookie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've gone with him. Like five point eight mil away at Newcastle. Who have just been at. I've sort of repeat what Cam said last week. Who have been just diabolical this year, haven't they? They've not won a game all year. Not. I think they're the only team in football league to not win a game, which is crazy. Um, Norwich unbeaten in three. I think Dean Smith. You said, Brookie, on one of our group chats how he sort of just made him a bit more solid and not trying to play flair football, just sort of do what they're good at. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they might go away to Newcastle and get a result. I think he's the penalty taker as well. So, yeah. if anyone's going to score, it's going to be him. Like He's a proper number nine, isn't he? Um, yeah. Good finisher. Yeah. So, yeah, I've gone with him, mate, as my math cap this week. I like it, mate. He could have almost... I mean, Puki could always be potentially the bargain bucket because he's so cheap. Um, for a striker, he's 5.8, so um, yeah, absolutely blinding pick, I think, away at Newcastle. Because this is a this is a six point. I mean, and I know Leeds are in this situation, and I, and I know it's so tight, but this could be a six, the classic six point, you know, like whoever wins, yeah, mate, crazy, yeah. It's um, so what Newcastle on six points, Norwich on nine. Yeah, if Norwich win that, they go six points clear in Newcastle. would be rock bottom. Um, they'd be in big trouble, you know. Still haven't won a game. Goal difference isn't great at all. Yeah, they'd have to. They'd have to that could be, be the, one of the biggest games of the year in terms of relegation. I definitely, I think that means goals, mate. So the likes of Wilson, Puki, Maximan, even that Norman yeah. and Rashica. They could be could be a really high scoring affair, or it it could mean it's really cagey because it means that much at this point. Um, if Newcastle lose this, do you think they go down bringing in the, all this new money because the transfer window comes January? January. Mm. Uh, if you're Newcastle hypothetically and you're the director of sport, and I know it's hard to say, Chaz, who are the yeah. who are the two positions you go for? And who are the two players he picked to, to strengthen them? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, Position-wise, I think you just got to try and solidify the centre-half position, like going off what Cam said again last week. Um, they're just not good enough, conceding stupid goals. So, you'd go, I think you try and go for an experience there, done it, in the, done it in the Premier League. Someone like a Johnny Evans, maybe. That sort, yeah. of, that sort of standard where they've been at a big club, getting a bit on, but like really ramp up the like dressing room. Um, been in a relegation battle before, grit their teeth and just sort of pull the socks up sort of thing. Um, and probably another goal scorer alongside Wilson, someone that's the same sort of like profile as a centre-half, been and done it um, in the league before, just getting a gritty goal, a 1-0 away win or something like that. I just don't think I have anything like that in them at the moment. No. Uh, um, but I, I think it's too early to say if they'll go down now. I don't think, I think you have to sort of have a look in January because over Christmas, there's so many fixtures and they're like players become tired and yeah, there's so many. So, um, but I think, yeah, New- Newcastle or Norwich, whoever wins this, the big one. Yeah. Jorginho. That's just calm. We have to edit it out, Brookie. All right, mate. Uh, so, yeah. Great pick. Thanks for, uh, for coming on. Uh, and we'll uh, see if you can keep it together for the boys and keep the, the winning streak going. 
Oh, mate, I hope so. But yeah, good picture yourself and thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Cool. Good stuff, mate. See you soon. Cheers, Brookie. Bye, Bye. mate. Bye.